2: This is my first time seeing the eels in a week. Yeah, so far I see Melanie, Neil, mentally eel over there, Ollie's bathtub. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton.
3: And I'm Morgan Song, And you're listening to I C Y M I. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture.
2: And today I am joined by NBC News, internet culture reporter, and honestly one of my personal favorite Twitter follows, Morgan Sung. Hello,
3: hi. Hi, I'm so honored because um, I also love your Twitter. I think anyone who t- like tweets in all lowercase is very intimidating and very fun.
2: <laughs> yes, no, it's like a spiritual thing. I cannot it see is. an uppercase letter unless it's for <laughs> emphasis. <laughs> I feel like I've followed you on Twitter for a while, and I'm just like, she seems so cool. So I'm glad that we're here together.
3: (laughs) I'm so glad you said that, because I worry whenever someone's like, I follow you on Twitter, and I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need that in your life.
2: (laughs) I'm just like, I'm intimidated a little bit. Like,
3: (laughs) Um, I'm so honored to hear that. Um, And also now even more intimidated. So this is a good energy we have.
2: (laughs) Great, great. I love to intimidate each other back and forth. (laughs) Um, in grand guest host tradition, I have a few starter questions before we get into like the real questions, but are you ready? I'm so ready. Yay. Okay. So throughout the year, I've started asking this question both on this podcast and in your life, and I think you're one of our last guest hosts for the year. And so I have to ask you this question, which is, do you think that Jesus Christ was canonically hot?
3: You know, I have also thought about this. Um, oh my God. I <laughs> I think Jesus was like ugly hot you know like Jesus oh. wasn't like hot at first glance but like he's one of those people where like he starts talking and you're like oh I see it now you know
2: that's like, exactly yeah. what I thought he's like Pete Davidson
3: exactly or like mm-hmm. Maddie Healy hot we were like what is that what's going on here and then and then you start like seeing him interacting with people and you're like yeah yeah I can see it you yeah. know no i get it
2: no exactly i have been saying for years that he is mid at best but has really good Mm -hmm. energy and you feel that when he starts talking
3: i think jesus is one of those guys where like he cuts his hair and then you're like oh no yes (laughs) why was i do why was i like (laughs) paying attention to him
2: yes (laughs) one of those tiktok videos where like the barber where you see them come in and you're like okay and then they leave and you're Mm -hmm. like you changed that man's life Truly, right? All right. Well, now that we've perhaps committed heresy, um, <laughs> I think it's time for the second question, which is, "What is your very first internet memory?"
3: Ooh, this is also something I've been thinking about a lot because, because mm-hmm. I'm sure I've had like internet memories that I wasn't as conscious of, but I think my first like very intentional like conscious internet me- memory was when my cousin showed me salad fingers.
4: Hello. I like rusty spoons.
3: It scarred me for life, but I also was so Mm -hmm. intrigued that I, like, he showed me salad fingers, like, when it came out, a year after it came out, so I must have been, like, under, like, I don't know, 10 years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. But then I, like, was horrified and terrified of it, but then I went back and watched the rest. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know. I think that really set me up for failure in life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, or success, given your chosen
2: internet, your chosen career at this point.
3: I think maybe career success, but like, uh, it probably did something to me developmentally that, you know, needs to be studied. See if other Mm -hmm. children of the early 2000s had this too.
2: Oh, undoubtedly. (laughs) Seeing something horrifying and instead of leaving, immediately looking for more. That sounds correct.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like the same energy as like, you know, when you scroll past a TikTok and you're like, what's going on here? And you have to run to the comments, you know, and you're like, this makes me a bad person, Mm -hmm. but I am going to consume this.
2: (laughs) But also, I'm not the only bad person because there are so many comments here, so we must all be joined together in this.
3: Exactly. It's kind of like a wholesome, but like really messed up dynamic. I love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's the internet. We love it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, Well, that's kind of a perfect segue into today's episode, which is you, Morgan Sung, and your relationship to the internet. Um, You are our second installment in a new segment that we have been calling Internet Diary, though honestly any other better options out there i'm more than welcome to hear (laughs) um but the concept is super simple and also mostly selfish and that i mostly wanted an excuse to have like really smart cool people i know come on and tell me about their internet habits so that's gonna happen after a short break i will be back with morgan to talk all about what she does on the internet all day Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk
1: to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: And we're back with Morgan. We're going to go back in the past because I feel like, you know, you have to figure out what your roots are. So what was the first platform that you remember using like every day? Like the first platform that became a part of your regular life?
3: Um, so I wasn't allowed to have like public social media as a child, mm. um, which is, I complained a lot, you know, until I was a teenager, but that didn't mean that I wasn't online. And so I remember like fifth or sixth grade, like checking fanfiction.net every day. Oh I was a God. voracious reader as a child. And so when I discovered the world of fanfiction, like my eyes just opened. <laughs> hmm.
2: Yes. Wow. How did you know my second question, which is what's the first <laughs> fandom you joined? What were you reading on fanfiction.net? Tell me right now.
3: <laughs> you know, okay, so I think, it, like, the Gateway fandom, of course, was Harry Potter. Like, every other, like, you know, like, young millennial, whatever. But from there, it morphed into reading a lot of Zootara fanfics. Because I was watching Why are we the same person? I know. I was watching a lot of The Last Airbender. I was hating the direction it was going in and I was like Yes. I'm such a katang hater, like truly. Same I'm, It's it's so it feels so fake and I'm like, that is a a child. Yes, and his mother. Right literally his mother and you watch Legend of Korra and you're like he just became a bigger child like yes yes
2: and then Katara just becomes like a wife like a housewife and you're like she should have been an ambassador if she was with fucking Zuko she would have been queen
3: she would have been queen she would have like healed generations of warfare Mm -hmm. and trauma
2: wow I could talk about this for the rest of the episode but we have to keep going Okay, so other than Zutara, obviously, what is the last piece of, like, internet ephemera that's just lodged its way into your brain and refused to leave? Like, it can be so old. It does not have to be anything recent, but it also can be, like, the Corn Kid song.
3: Um, Okay, so at first I was going to say, you know that that's me as a baby thing on TikTok? Like, I was going to say that at first. And then, like, right before I, like jumped on the Zoom call, I saw the videos of Elon getting booed (laughs) at the Dave Chappelle show. And I was like, that will be in my head forever. Like anytime someone has a bad take, I'm just gonna think of like thousands and thousands of people booing Elon. Make some noise for the richest man in the world.
2: Yes, and the fact that he responded on Twitter with, "Well, actually, 90% of the crowd was cheering, and only 10% of them were booing. So if you think about it, I won," which is the most like embarrassing thing you can say about yourself on Twitter. It's, it's so embarrassing. Just,
3: like he didn't have to say anything about it. He could have just like logged off. Well, I mean, I don't know if this man's capable of logging off. I was like, but, could he? Could know? he have the Does he have the ability to do that? I just if I was getting like. If I was taking an L like that so publicly with multiple (laughs) angles, I would just like, Mm -hmm. and I had that much money, I would truly just go live on Mars.
2: (laughs) Okay. That's what I don't understand about Elon is that he has the money to be like in Mykonos one day and then like in Brazil the next day and then like in the rainforest the other day and he chooses (laughs) instead to do this and it doesn't make any sense. Right? Well, as someone who's chronically online, I have to know what's in your internet diet right now. When we emailed you about this, you said you spent 71 hours on the Am I the Asshole subreddit in 2022.
3: Um, my Reddit recap humbled me so badly. Um, <laughs> I... Like everyone jokes about their Spotify rap being embarrassing, yeah. but I was like, nothing has like come for me the or like made me like reevaluate <laughs> my entire existence the way that this has. Yeah. Um, I think so when the pandemic started, I just like I was James scrolling a lot, and the way mm. to stop James scrolling was I would just go on Reddit and read like, you know, whatever's on there. And I got into a really bad habit of falling asleep reading Am I the Asshole posts. And I think I've just conditioned oh. myself to only be able to fall asleep. I have <laughs> terrible sleep hygiene, and I know this. Yeah, But I think I've conditioned myself to only fall asleep if I can, like, be a little bit pissed off. <laughs> like, oh, no! And so, <laughs> and so I just, like, got into this, like, like messed up habit of scrolling through Am I the Hassle, like to fall asleep. And then, like, the other, like... Am I the Asshole and Jason subreddits, like the best of rendered updates, or like the Am I the Mm -hmm. Devil, which is all the highlights of Am I the Asshole, like the worst of Am (laughs) I the Asshole. And I don't know, like, how to break this habit, but like, I I don't know, it cured my insomnia, kind of. (laughs) So I can't really
2: complain. Like, it's like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Like, either you sleep or you're a little bit angry.
3: Right. And I do think it has made my like nightly teeth grinding worse. So I don't know what oh, the real like cost benefit of this is. I yeah. don't know. It could be so many things, but I feel like it's maybe healthier than like falling asleep, like doom scrolling through Twitter, you know? Oh, <laughs> at least it's like a weird like sense of escapism.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's someone else's problem rather than someone being like, this is all your problem.
3: Exactly. And also, okay. I don't know. It's, it, it is easy to like spot. At, th- at this point, I think I've Develop this like oh everyone on am i the asshole is fake but i am gonna like hate read it anyway
2: okay so other than you know the subreddit am i the asshole (laughs) what else are you spending your time on
3: um i think i do spend a lot of time right now on twitter like but i don't think i've i think like every year i'm like i'm gonna spend less time on twitter and i don't spend less time on twitter i i it probably gets longer um
2: it's part of our job at this point
3: I know, right? And then, like, I mean, I scroll a lot on TikTok, which is like mindless scrolling, but at the same mm-hmm. time, in my head, I'm like, this is also working. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, I think I spend the most time on Twitter and TikTok. And mm. then I, like, very reluctantly will check Instagram because it's not- oh. <laughs> uh It's just like. I think like it's just all reels for me now, like suggested reels or like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, or like sponsored posts or ads. And I just want to see like who, you know, which one of my like childhood frenemies got engaged. You know, I don't want to see
2: like all
3: this content, you know, Um, which is like, I don't know. So I think maybe me checking Instagram less is probably making me less of a hater in real life but also falling asleep to am i the asshole is making me more of a hater in general
2: (laughs) so we're we're balanced at this point we're we're squarely back in the middle
3: yeah i really hope so (laughs) and i do check tumblr a lot now i've been like getting back on Uh, that and it's like so much more fun
2: isn't it (laughs) tumblr is just so pure right now like there's just something about that website that is like no other website and that every There's no incentive to be there besides wanting Mm -hmm. to be there versus other apps. Twitter, I'm on there in case there's, like, a nuclear war or, like, a tornado (laughs) in New York. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. TikTok, I'm on there because it's where so much internet culture comes from at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. Reddit, I need that for life, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how medication works without somebody on Reddit telling me not to take something else with it. (laughs)
3: Like... That and I, I cannot, I'm like, I can't buy anything anymore without like going on Reddit Same. and checking reviews. Yeah. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to know like what to buy?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm always just like, whenever I have a med- medical question, I don't even do WebMD. I just look on Reddit now because I'm just like, they will tell me the truth about what's going on here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's like one of those like double-edged swords where I'm like, wow, this is so educational. But also, am I dying of this like condition? I don't know. Ah, uh,
2: yeah, no, it's not great. Right? But Tumblr, you're just like everyone here is sick in the head in the same way that I am, and they're also putting the most beautiful things on my dashboard, and I love it.
3: Exactly. I feel like, or at least I don't know. Maybe it's just my Tumblr feed lately because, like, I don't. Everyone I I'm, I follow on Tumblr now kind of has been there for years and years and years, and maybe has grown mm-hmm. out of like the really inane discourse that happens on TikTok. Because I feel like TikTok is having that, like, Tumblr discourse from 10 years ago resurface, But everyone Mm -hmm. on Tumblr is, like, in their, like, mid-20s, mid-30s, like, tired, just, like, done with it, you know? And, like... Just just wants to be there. Just has a like, just having a good time.
2: Yes, exactly. And they make fun of the discourse in a way that you know they're informed about what's actually happening versus just mm-hmm. making fun of it as out of like a reactionary thing. You're right. like, oh, you were raised in the same minds that I was, and you understand exactly what's going on here. And I love yeah. that. Yeah,
3: yeah. You won't get any of those like oh boohoo woke takes like making fun of the discourse. It's more just like guys go touch grass, please. Discourse. No. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: yep it's beautiful it's beautiful um so how do you decide as someone who covers the internet and knows that anything can become you know the topic of internet discourse for the next two weeks straight how do you decide like what to post and when to post and where to post
3: i think like i've, I've taken a step for a step back from like jumping on discourse now because i'm like mm. it's not for any moral reason i'm just like wow i'm tired not everything yeah. needs to be a take. Girl, save. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know. I'll, like, post, like, I don't know, silly jokes or whatever on TikTok. And I'll occasionally still mm-hmm. post – I'll post a lot of memes on Twitter. Um, but, like, I feel like a lot of discourse now, I'm like, oh, I'm just doing this – I'm just quote tweeting and, like, quote yeah. a, t- a take and not really doing anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I have done it a lot less recently um, just because I'm like, this is – I don't know I'm like what am I adding to this conversation really you know Mm -hmm. so um by the same time sometimes I cannot help but just like make fun of Elon Musk I'm like if you didn't want to be made fun of then why is that you yeah exactly yeah
2: exactly no that was actually one of my 2023 new year's resolutions is to stop quote tweeting discourse just because why am I doing this (laughs)
3: I, I feel like this year I quote tweeted a lot less discourse and instead just like subtweeted it. But then I was like, ah, uh, then yeah. I have to like someone in my mentions is going to be like, oh, like, what's the context? Why aren't you providing context? And I just feel yes. like I don't want to do that. And ener- I don't want ex- to like spend job. that energy on you. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like as much as Twitter feels like part of our jobs, it's it's really hard to forget. Like I actually don't need to engage with any of this or with any exactly. of these people. Exactly. <laughs>
3: Right? And being like, I am not paid for this. Yes, to be here.
2: I am not right? paid to be here. Yeah. No, just, uh yes. All right. Well, I have so many other questions for you, but first, we've got to take a short break. When we're back, we're going to talk about some conspiracy theories.
3: I can't wait.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
1: Split Screen Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now.
2: Hey y'all, if you love our podcast, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. When you subscribe to Slate Plus, you get no ads on any Slate podcast, including this one. You'll be supporting the show. ICYMI would not be possible without the support of Slate Plus subscribers. And you'll also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like the award winning recent season of Slow Burn, Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Big Mood, Little Mood, and Slate Money. You also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and advice column on Slate without ever hitting the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash plus. All right, and we're back. My first question back from the break is if you were to be supreme leader of the internet for the rest of your life and you instituted one rule that everyone on the internet had to follow, what would it be?
3: For me, it's, okay, I the thing that my personal pet peeve that drives me absolutely insane and just makes me so, so mad is when people follow up on something that goes viral with like, oh, I didn't expect this to blow up. And I'm like, why would you post it publicly? I feel like if you're posting publicly on any platform, it doesn't matter if you have like two followers or like 200,000, if you're posting Mm -hmm. publicly, then you have to do it with the expectation that you might get some attention and it might blow up. It just makes me so mad. Like if it's like a follow-up tweet, Where someone's like, oh, I didn't expect this to blow up. I'm like, shut up. Yes, you did. (laughs) That's why you posted it. truly. Yes.
2: I know. When it's like a story time on on TikTok. And then they follow up with like, oh, part two of the story. But you have to wait 30 seconds and then be (sighs) like, I can't believe this blew up. And I'm like, why did you post a story time if you didn't think it was going to blow up? You knew it was going to blow up. Don't waste my time. I want to hear the part two.
3: Yes. When it's like a full like 45 second intro of them being like, I really Mm -hmm. didn't expect this to blow up. I just posted it because I thought it was funny. And then it's like 45 seconds in and then they tell 15 seconds of the story and they're like, oh, I'm running out of time. Part two. And I'm like, you didn't need to do this. It didn't have to be like like this. I (laughs) feel so
2: scammed when that happens. It's like when you (laughs) open a bag of chips and it's majority air and you're like, what did I pay for?
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. it, It drives me insane. But I also – like, I know, like, a lot of people aren't used to being perceived in such a large Mm -hmm. – on such a large scale. But at the same time, I'm like, it's – I feel like we as a society have gotten to a point where you have to expect it.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes, same. And I'm just like, on one level, I'm like, I feel bad for feeling entitled to, like, whatever you're (laughs) about to tell me. But on the other hand, I have one wild and precious life, and you're wasting 45 seconds of it. Like, come on, speed it up.
3: (laughs) That's it, because I'm like, I could, you know – take this energy and be like why am I so invested in a stranger's life yes or I can just you know be angry and yeah I I'm not the bigger person I will just be angry I'm
2: not choosing to be a bigger person not here (laughs) I want to hear my little drama and I want to hear it fast
3: (laughs) exactly
2: yeah we're on the same page okay so if you could only follow three people on social media who would they be
3: Okay, so this this kind of ties into my complaint about people who do, like, long story times and are just, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. incapable of speaking concisely. I think maybe I'm just judgmental because, like, being a journalist, you have to learn how to, like, communicate yeah. very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So the first person would be Cliff Notes Gal on, on TikTok because she just, oh. like, people tag her in these, like, eight-part stories, and she really quickly summarizes them in, like, a one-minute video.
4: This fucking text message right here changed my life forever. She got a text message from someone telling her she needed to do an Ancestry DNA test and she asked her mom if someone would tell her to do this and her mom told her she had an affair when she decided to go back to school for teaching. Turns out the OP's bio dad wasn't who she was raised to believe it was and she finds
3: out the text came from her cousin on her bio dad's side. Also turns out bio dad tried reaching out and to her mom. And it's, I said, just, I love it. I, I don't know what I would do without her. so beautiful. Her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm about and, to follow her immediately because the amount of times I've scrubbed <laughs> through eight parts to try to get to the most important bits.
3: I know and also like a lot of people and I don't judge them because I also speak in a lot of tangents and like I feel like I can be pretty disorganized but sometimes they'll be like telling a story and they'll be like oh and here's a detail that you should like from part one that I forgot to mention that should have been in part one but now I'm mentioning now and I'm like please I just need a timeline and she's mm-hmm. just like she's so good at just like you know putting everything together and I'm like thank you this is like maybe it's bad I don't know maybe it says something about like our dwindling attention spans but I I love her <laughs> it's more about
2: our, you know, love for good and structured storytelling. Is how mm-hmm. I feel.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. No, I yeah. agree with that. We have a
2: discerning eye and ear.
3: <laughs> I, I, it's definitely that, and not um, mm-hmm. my own impatience. Yes, I agree. No, no, totally. definitely
2: not impatience. <laughs> no, no, it's because I'm Martin Scorsese, and I understand storytelling.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, I definitely haven't rotted my brain from like, <laughs> from like, you know, being online. Um, Not at all. (laughs) The second person I would follow is the TikTok eel pit guy. Um, I just am so invested. This guy had like a storm drain something in his house that he decided to turn into Mm -hmm. an eel pit. It literally looks like a pit. And it's like this with a manhole cover, but it looks like a pit in his house. And he started documenting it (laughs) earlier this year.
2: Hi, everybody so today in the eel pit this is actually my first time down here in a week i've had my brother throwing food down for the eels but uh i they all
4: are already moving let me jump down and start feeding them
3: and i was just like who is this man why am i so invested in him like draining this pit in his basement in his backyard or whatever and like Mm -hmm purifying the water and making it safe for all his eel all the eels he wants oh, to raise wait, so and he's just made it like a little fresh water it's kind of terrifying because it's you know a pit in his house um
2: yeah full with of no eels. lights mm-hmm.
3: um yeah. but it's kind of uh-huh. wholesome <laughs> I know, but it's kind of wholesome because he's just, like, turning this into, like, its own little freshwater ecosystem, and he gives his, like, followers updates on his eel pit, and I'm just, like, this is, I needed this. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) you
2: know, actually, I did need updates on your eels. Thank you so much. Right?
3: (laughs) Um, Okay, the third person I follow is someone I started following very recently, and it's just someone who's kicking a rock every day until it becomes a sphere. (laughs) (laughs) they want a perfectly spherical rock and uh, they just record themselves every day kicking this rock through like various r- weather conditions you never see their face yeah. you never see like mm-hmm. hear their voice it's just like their shoes kicking this rock every day yeah. and at the end of the video they pick it up and they're like uh they rate it and they're like uh weather conditions 4 out of 10 like uh, yeah. spherical quality to like 6 out of 10 and like in the past they've been doing it for like 16 17 days and in the past 70 t- 17 days it's really genuinely become like more it has not become a sphere yet but it's definitely become more rounded yeah. and it's just like I was like, going to oh, ask just, is this working? <laughs> it is. It is becoming more like round. It's still not perfect yet but like I don't wow. know. They're just making erosion happen
2: like <laughs> I'm I just, watching erosion happen literally. in front of my very eyes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and At first I was like, "Huh, oh, that's really dumb." But by day t- by day 2 like the algorithm brought it back. And I was like, test, yeah. like, test start. It is starting to look smoother, yeah, huh? Actually, you know what? Yeah. And now, like, every day I, jo- I check TikTok and it's like, it comes up on my feed and I'm like, oh my God, it, it's working. I'm so weirdly, like, <laughs> proud of this person.
2: Wow. I just, for some reason, have the phrase, like, in the tone of egg is bigger than before, like, <laughs> rock is rounder than
3: before. <laughs> Literally. I'm <laughs> like, I'm just like, why am I... It, I mean, it always comes up during my, like, late night scrolling for some reason. And I'll just be like, oh, my God. It, it is rounder. <laughs> it's yeah. rounder than yesterday. It is,
2: it is working. That is, I feel like, the best part about TikTok is that it will just randomly drop you into some world where you're... The process of something that you never understood is suddenly being explained <laughs> to you. Where you're just like, oh, this is how you make an eel pit in your garage if you wanted. Or this is how a rock becomes round. And I like this is how a car is detailed. This is how rug cleaning works. Right. And I'm just sucked in every single time. Like, I, I never really w- had the question, but now <laughs> I do.
3: <laughs> I know those like the car wrapping videos where someone's like putting like making their car like glittery purple. And I'm like, yes, mm. wow, I thought that would like, I would think it's paint, you know? Yes, now I no, know it's exactly. Vinyl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I feel smarter, honestly.
3: I know, right? It's like for all its faults, like, I don't know. I feel like TikTok does like a lot of time against my will, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But TikTok yep. does educate me on some some things that I didn't really need. But yeah. now I know more things about it.
2: It's so true. Often against my will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the things <laughs> I found out that I didn't actually need to know. I'm like, well, thank you for telling me about how childbirth works in more detail oh my than God. I ever wanted.
3: The, that's like... I don't know why, but like the but the algorithm has just been feeding me so many like childbirth horror stories. And I'm like, why am I why am I your target de- like demographic? Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. It's just like ha-
2: like I wasn't planning on doing that, but now I'm really not. Thank you.
3: Right. And it'll be people like being like, like saying things so nonchalantly. They'll be like, oh, yes. like my baby is the love of my life. Like I didn't know what love was before this, but my teeth did fall out.
2: Yes. Or <laughs> I love my child so much. Truly the best thing in my life. My nipple did fall off while I was breastfeeding once.
3: Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, that, <laughs> yeah. why are you saying that so what? casually? Yeah. <laughs> why are you, how are you so okay right now? <laughs> it's like that, uh, there's like this TikTok account of this girl with like a running notes app list of yes. like- Yes, I love her. Yeah, for <laughs> birth or like yes. all the ch- the things that can go wrong. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why are they telling us about this in health class? Like, no, I feel truly. like- Abstinence-only education, like, wh- if you really wanted to prevent teen pregnancy, you would be, you would have this no, running list telling me class. about
2: the horrors of, like, pregnancy and childbirth. Like, none of the other things you've told me really scared me more than what I've learned on TikTok. Like, I abstinence-only only educators should be taking notes.
3: I know. And, like, I just, I, and I'm like, why aren't we not, why are we not talking about this? I didn't want to learn about this, but now I know about it. And yeah. for some reason, I'm learning more about it against my will.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Once again, against my will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So my last question is what is your most deeply held, but least provable internet conspiracy theory? Like mine is everyone and their mother has told me my phone is not listening to me. So many people have told me this and that what's actually happening is data collection on a level that's even scarier. And I understand that, But I also don't really believe that it's not listening to me. I'm gonna be honest.
3: (laughs) I, okay, first of all, I also completely believe that. Like, I don't know, all those memes from a couple years ago, that was like my FBI or NSA agent listening to me, like, you know, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, yes, no, there is definitely a one person assigned to every person in America keeping (laughs) tabs. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) My other one is I think that all those, like, Spend a day in the life with me at work videos, like come to come into the office mm-hmm. with me, like while I like get sweet like sweet green and go to Equinox, mm-hmm. whatever. I think they're all return to office psyops.
2: No, you're right. That's right? Not, that's you're just right. No, that's correct.
3: <laughs> I'm like I have no proof yet, but one day but- I will prove
2: oh my God, the amount of Google employees I've seen who are just like, come see the Google offices with me. Like, come see all the cool things we have in our office. And I'm just like, no, we're not doing this.
3: I know. And I'm just like, and they'll be like, and my office has all these perks and I only get them if I come into the office and I'm just like, "Mm, who's telling you to make this? Like, who's like like behind you, like in front of you on the camera, like with (laughs) a script, you know, like telling you what to say. So true.
2: Well, wow, I really feel like this past episode has just been like a meeting of minds. Like I feel so seen by you.
3: I feel so honored. That was so fun. It was. I'm so glad you could join us. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I hope I I hope if I'm ever on again, my am I the asshole scrolling is curbed in some way.
2: <laughs> I hope not. This episode is presented by Best Buy, and I am here with my producers, Daniel Schrader and Daisy Rosario, who are here to talk to me about the holidays, specifically the holidays on the internet. So I have a question for y'all. You know I love to ask questions.
0: Always. I And I remain excited and scared.
1: <laughs> Likewise.
0: This
2: one's a light lift, which is, is there any holiday tradition or holiday, you know, ephemera that Mm -hmm. the internet has made you rethink or reconsider?
0: I would say for me, it's like, there are things that I love every year that the internet helps me, you know, both feel better about and kind of roasts me about passively, right? So it's like when, when, like, it's not Christmas time, but when Halloween comes around, like I'm a I'm a candy corn person, you know what I mean? So like all of a sudden, right, you understand where I'm going. Right, thank you, exactly. (laughs) I love it. I can't explain it to people, but I just adore it. So for me, the Christmas equivalent of that or the holiday equivalent of that is the movie The Family Stone,
1: which
0: (gasps) I really enjoy watching and I also get why other people hate it, but it's just fun to me to be online and see other people either... Completely love it or hate it so passionately. I
1: actually listen to a uh, Real Housewives recap podcast where every year they do a Family Stone rewatch episode. What? Yeah, it's very fun.
0: These are the deep cuts I need. I'll send it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> Please. All right, <laughs> Daniel.
1: Okay, so I feel like I have two for this. Um, of course. One of them is... I just have to thank Netflix for the Vanessa Hudgens cinematic universe. (laughs) Oh Mm -hmm. yes. Um, Of course. That has like always mattered to me. And I'm just really upset (laughs) that there wasn't one this year because like for the past four years or whatever, we got Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movies, whether it was the princess switch or the princess switch two or the night before Christmas or the princess switch three. Like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, there are three princess switches. Trust me. She plays (laughs) three different versions of herself. It's brilliant. But like. Her in Christmas movies is just Christmas to me now. And we wouldn't have that if it weren't for Netflix and streaming television. Um, but the other thing is hookup apps. Specifically. Oh, my God. I love opening wow. Grindr on Christmas yes. Eve in church. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Just, just to see who's around. Love no, of
2: it. course. Just to see who's around. That's a beautiful use of Grinder. I'm going to be honest. I think that's what it was invented for. Thank you.
0: That's a fantastic reminder of how funny going on apps was when I was single. Thank you for that image. Like (laughs) reminding me of December swiping because it was a special kind of swiping.
1: (laughs) Oh, it is.
0: (laughs)
2: Special is definitely the word for it. (laughs) Mm, What about you, Rachel? Um... So I would say mine is y'all know y'all know I love the Rankin Bass movies. Obviously, the animated stop motion.
1: I'm Mister Snowmiser. Exactly,
2: that's actually what I was about to talk about because that song is iconic in and of itself. But what I love is that every single year, TikTok does these makeup videos to the song where people do one half of their face like snow miser and one half of their face like heat miser. And now I can't hear that song or watch that movie without thinking of extremely talented makeup artists on TikTok. And I love that for me.
0: Yes. I mean, those are classics for a reason. This actually I've been wanting to bring this up. But this is a great reminder. So Jules Bass as in Rankin Bass, like Jules Mm -hmm. Bass, he just passed away in October.
1: Oh, that's oh. so sad.
0: I know. It's sad, what? but it's also kind of amazing to realize that he was there this whole time because I think we yeah. all think of those specials as being so much older.
1: They're forever. I know. They've always yeah. been there.
0: They feel ubiquitous. They really do. So shout out to, to Jules Bass. Shout out to Jules
2: Bass. And also shout out to Best Buy for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Shop Great Deals on Gifts Now Best Buy for the rest of the holiday season.
0: I mean... Honestly, sometimes finding like who is streaming what can be tricky, so I actually did end up buying all the Rake and Bass stuff from Best Buy. <laughs>
1: like As you should.
2: Alright, that is the show. I'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to so never miss an interview with an incredibly cool person on the internet. Please leave a rating or interview on Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMinderScorePod, which is also going to be us your questions or suggestions for internet diarists. And you can also always drop us a note at slate.com.
3: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online.
0: Or not.